You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode 1020. It's often hard to keep up with the latest business developments. This is where the Orange County Business Journal comes in. OCBJ, as we affectionately call it here, delivers the most complete package of news and information where executives, managers, and other professionals can utilize this information in their firm and in their decision-making. I've invited finance reporter for the Orange County Business Journal, Peter Brennan, to join us today to kind of discuss some of the latest trends on his beat and what he covers here in Southern California. Peter, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Why don't you, before we get into the substance of the interview, let the audience know a little bit about you as a professional reporter. You know, what's your track record? What's your career like? Well, let me tell you, I'm like an oxyboron. There are very few reporters in their 50s still around in the U.S. nowadays. Why is that? Well, most reporters, by the time they're in their 40s, are burned out or their spouses are saying getting higher paying jobs or that sort of thing. And so they become editors or they go into public relations or they go into government or teaching or those sort of fields. I've been one of those few who've been lucky to have been able to survive this long. Why is that? Well, one, I transitioned from covering politics into business about 25 years ago. And most reporters, one of the the shocking things about reporting is that they don't understand uh, numbers very well. You know, they're always saying, oh, I'm a left-brain person or a right-brain person. I do writing. I know the verb subject. But talk about numbers. You know, I had an editor who talked about the 18-foot yacht, you know, to give you an example. And uh, so most reporters don't do that. I understand numbers. I love numbers. I deal with them. I, I look at graphs. I love graphs and the like. And so I've been for- fortunate to do that. And uh, when I started out my career and uh, uh, back in the 80s, I spent about a decade in Latin America. So I, I uh, covered the uh, – I was in Venezuela for a couple of years and wow. then in Central America. Uh-huh. And um, when then a terrible thing happened. Uh, peace broke out in Central America, and all of a sudden the editors did not want stories, freelance stories from, from Central America. So I had to uh, position myself. I was going to go cover the next civil war in, in Peru. But uh, actually, I, I ran into this uh, Costa Rican woman. I thought she's far more interesting than a civil war in Peru. Okay. And so I, I – I married her. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, and she's from Costa Rica. And uh, so we um, uh, we got married, and, and I looked around ways to generate higher revenue, and I saw business paid a bit better, and it was normal business hours, 9 to 5, basically, mm. as opposed to weekends and evenings with a, a cover, political coverage. And so I switched there, and uh, I was a starting um, – I was the founding editor of what's uh, the Costa Rican American Chamber of Commerce business, business Costa Rica magazine, and like, and I covered business for a wide variety of uh, publications in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, and then I was on somebody's Rolodex in New York, and every time something big happened in the U.S., somebody would call me. So you know, if you look at CNN and they have a voice on the other end of a map, that was the guy. I was that guy. Okay. You know, and so then the New York Times, I freelance for them, and the Washington Post, I freelance for them, and and the BBC, the CNN, uh, CBC, uh, NBC see all these acronyms I did. And so, you know, little by little, I developed revenue streams all around. And I probably have, uh, I was freelancing for about, oh, I'd say 30 different publications at that time wow. in, in Central America. And so then uh, the Kiplinger Fellowship offered me a full full year uh, to get a master's at Ohio, the Ohio State University. There and you I, go. And then I did that. And my wife uh, from Costa Rica, 
did not like the weather in Ohio really? for some reason. I, yeah, I can't understand that. She said, I like Southern California. Let's go to Southern California. So then okay. I started at the Orange County Business Journal for three years. And then uh, Bloomberg hired me, and I was covering Wall Street for 15 years. And then uh, I left Bloomberg, and then I went to uh, – last year I was working for uh, PIMCO, one of the world's largest bond funds. Sure. And then uh, I also worked for Herbalife last year, which was had a big ongoing fight with uh, Bill Ackman. And then uh, – What does a financial reporter do for Herbalife? I'll ghost write uh, editorial pieces and uh, freelance, or not freelance, but uh, public relations articles okay. and that, those sort okay. of things. You know, So um, uh, I was between gigs, and my buddy who was at the Orange County Business Journal was the editor there. I said, why don't you come work for me for three months? And like, So I came back for three months, and I had so much fun. I said, we reached an agreement where they would, you know, uh, where I'm on right there right now as a financial editor. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the Orange County Business Journal. For those that are listening to the show, either here on octalkradio.net, OC stands for Orange county or maybe on itunes or stitcher in the, in the future who live in southern california you're probably familiar with the brand ocbj but maybe for our international audience for the people outside of southern california they may not be familiar with this platform can you describe what orange county business journal what service does it provide here it covers uh, the, ca- the business in the county of Orange. Uh, Orange County is, is a county of 3 million people located between Los Angeles and San Diego. It has an economy the size of Greece. So you can imagine a business publication covering Greece. That's what we are but for a county here in Orange County, for a county here in Southern California. And so we cover everything that has to do with business. Our forte is uh, real estate and uh, and uh, health sector and technology, and that's where we're really good at, um, building up the financial coverage. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of a lot of great financial stories here. There's um, PIMCO, which was one of the world's largest uh, bond funds, which is based here. Uh, there's also uh, a, a person called Rob Arnott, Arnott who developed a, what's called Smart Beta. It's a, it's a cross between investing in a, a passive index and an active investment. And, like, and so that was, he's down there in Newport Beach as well. There's another guy called John Buckingham, he's um, he he developed um, he writes this newsletter called Al Frank Asset Management, which has been called the single best newsletter and returns in the last 35 years. And he's based down wow. here in, in um, Aliso Viejo uh-huh. and the like. And so I interviewed him. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of uh, different executives of banks and financial firms and the like. So okay. that's what we do. So you, you were mentioning, interesting, you were mentioning before, I didn't know that we had the economy the size of Greece. So noted. That's yes. something that's, I'm going to take that and put that into my pitch about Phil, Orange Phil, County. Feel free. Can I tell you a little story? Yeah. When I, I was in Costa Rica, I went to a surf spot. I'm a surfer, and I, I there's a place called Pavonis there, and I wrote a, about it. It says that it has a wave so long you can take a nap on it. And every travel writer after that has stolen that line from me and used <laughs> it in their books. And I, I say to them, they're all my buddies. You can use it as long as you buy me a beer. There you go. All right. So Orange County, you just... We have about three minutes left in this segment, but I'm wondering if you could tell us about the latest uh, roundup you did for Orange County-based banks, maybe hit, hit some of the highlights of what you saw. Uh, certainly. It's interesting. The the five biggest banks based here in Orange County, they all reported their second quarter earnings last week. Uh, four of the five uh, reported increasing profits. So, you know, increasing profits is always a good sign. And like, and, and the, in the trading session the day uh, after they reported, uh, three of the five banks saw their stocks go up by at least uh, 3%. So two of the banks are doing, doing very well in the past year. That's... Uh, um, uh, First Foundation and uh, Pacific Premier Bank, uh, their, their stocks have gone up about 50% in the past year. Opus Bank and um, Bank of California, their stocks have gone down in the past year because they they each uh, 
they had uh, problems that um, related to bad loans, basically. Okay. And um, so they're 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 trying to work their way out of it, and they probably will, mm-hmm. most likely, and the like. So uh, the banks that are based here in Orange County, uh, for the most part, the second quarter was pretty good. You know, business owners and CEOs listen to this radio show. Companies up to about a hundred million, and. Um, I think most of them understand the importance of the relationship with their banker, mm-hmm. and especially during challenging times, but yes. also in good times, because that's yes. how you fund your growth many times. What is, but having a healthy bank as a partner is really important as well. So, what what have you seen relative to the overall health of the banking sector, the finance sector, since you've been covering it? I never knew their bankers could be so such intriguing characters. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, the CEOs here in uh, the banking community are, are just are, are quite interesting. Can we bring, bring, hold on a second, Peter? We uh, little listeners know that when they hear that sound, that means something important was just said. And if they weren't quite paying attention, go back about thirty seconds and hear what Peter Brennan said about bankers. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to get that in. Oh well, that's quite all right. Okay. Um, you you have a fellow named uh, Stephen Sugarman, and he was um, he's the guy who decided to invest $100 million of Bank of California's uh, money into this new stadium, soccer stadium, next to the Rose Bowl uh, in downtown L.A., and so that bank will be named, or that stadium will be named Bank of California. Mm. And like Now, he had some uh, unrelated problems. Uh, well, there were a lot of questions about that, but uh, he had some unrelated uh, uh, issues, and so he was forced out of the in January, and... Um, and so they brought in a new CEO, and so he's um, he's uh, putting the hammer down, and he's uh, you know um, they they got rid of half their mortgage, uh, they got rid of their, half their employees because they they didn't want to be in the mortgage industry anymore. Okay, so they 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 got out of a whole sector, and then yes, the, whole, the okay. home mortgage is right. residential mortgages. So, like. so um, we were known for savings and loans. If you go, if you're old enough to remember the I, savings, I am. I, okay, yes. okay, back in that day, but and, and we were sort of. Uh, ground zero for subprime too. That's right. Okay, um, so we're it's a good bellwether then I think to see how the health of the financial community in Southern California, and particularly in Orange County, is. And it sounds like from what your latest roundup said, I think four of the five banks showed growth and profit, in- increasing profits, and which is uh, awesome. Uh, yes, it's it's great, and uh, you know everybody's worried about what happened ten years ago in the two thousand eight financial crisis. And I, right. I talk extensively, and there there are quite a big number of big differences, and so they don't expect anything closer to that happening, close to that happening again. Great. So well, that's good news. The other part of this market here in Southern California and Orange County in particular is real estate. So we're going to take a break here. For those of you that listen to the radio show either on octalkradio.net or one of the platforms that we use, iTunes, Stitcher, you know that our commercial breaks don't last very long so don't go far from your radio or your i don't know maybe your smartphone because we're going to be right back with peter brennan and we're going to talk about some real estate ideas and maybe a recent transaction as well okay sounds great all right don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this word from me If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Math for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas 
and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. We're talking with Peter Brennan, and we're talking OCBJ, which is Orange County Business Journal. Peter is the financial reporter for the Orange County Business Journal. But before we get back to him, I'd just like to say that a great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. How do I do that, you ask? Go to criticalmass4forbusiness.com. That's our website. At the bottom of any page, any page, is a Join our mailing list box. Simply enter your email address, hit subscribe, and like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletters chocked full of information about our upcoming guests. And we don't do anything else with your email but give you the weekly newsletter. So please, I hope you will sign up. All right, before the break, Peter, we said we're going to look a little bit at real estate. And the the reason why, um, correct me, or at least fill in the data here, real estate is a really important industry and sector here in Orange County in particular. That's quite true. And the Orange County Business Journal devotes a lot of coverage to real estate because of that. People across the country, maybe around the world, have heard of names like Newport Beach, yes, Anaheim, where Disneyland is, right? There is San Juan Capistrano, where the swallows come back to, so maybe not in the same caliber as Anaheim and Newport Beach. Laguna, yes, right? Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. There's been TV shows about these places, the OC. You were just mentioning that there was a a transaction that happened in Orange County. Can you? It was revealed yesterday that the property, a three and a half acre property overlooking Newport Beach Harbor, was sold for $55 million, which is the largest sale of a private property for residential in Orange County history. You said three and a half acres? Yes. That's a lot of prime real estate, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Overlooking what? Overlooking Newport Beach Harbor. How often does that come on the market? Very seldom. Right. So that's why it got such a top price. Right. And that didn't come with a dock either. There was no dock. No dock. No dock. But a view. A view. A beautiful view of the entrance to Newport Beach Harbor. Right. And is that a residential area? I'm not familiar. Do you know? Uh, yes, it is a residential area. Right now, there are two houses on it, including one called the Big Blue House. It's literally painted blue. It was built in the 1930s, and it's um, it's about, uh, when I say 4,000 square feet or something. And then the other house is uh, uh, built in the 1980s, uh, about 7,000 square feet. So um, do you think somebody's buying that as, a, as an investment? Are they buying it as a, as a residence? What would drive someone... Um, other than it's a limited asset. Um, well, the, the the realtors told me there's no plans right now for a teardown. Okay. And like, uh, so they, um, the, the the buyers are, are private people. They didn't want to be um, uh, named. And it turns out, uh, I was talking to one realtor, and she says the, the buyers are probably, um, they're, they're not famous, so you would not recognize them. Okay. And the like, and... Um, so I would imagine um, you buy it for one of two reasons. One, you don't really care what you what you have there. You just want to be there in that particular spot. Exactly. Or two, that you, much land too. Yeah, that much land. And or two, you, you're planning on building some condos there or something like that in the future. You know, high okay. high end. Okay. And stuff. It's um. It's it's. Uh, I looked at a photo today of it, and it's, it's just uh. You know, a very gorgeous spot. 
Yeah, right. Uh, to, and, it's, and it's a limited resource, right? There's ah, only so much right. coastline and view, and that's uh, a very high popular area so to be able it, to it certainly is you know in, in a newport beach harbor you'll find a lot of rich people um f- buying buying houses and lots and that sort of thing and, and then either flipping them or keeping them on like bill gross who's a multi-billionaire has about three or four properties down there in that area and Lido uh-huh. uh Lido peninsula and balboa island that that, that area wow and, and and real estate in orange county has really appreciated since the 90s uh, it certainly has. It's it's very hard to get um, buy real estate property here. If you look at, uh, I had, um, uh, Chapman University did an economic survey last uh, last month, and they said that um, you, usually in the U.S. you have an inc- um, you have a mortgage two times the size of your family income. That's U.S. average. In California, it's about five times the size of your family income. In Orange County, it's seven times the size of your family income. The baseline is two times, and Orange County is seven. That's right. Yes. So, in other words, um, you know, you, you, you're, the mortgage is seven times as much as your family brings in every year. Wow, so. that's uh, it's expensive. Here. That's a heavy mortgage to carry, right? It is, and I think it's. Um, it's believe it or not, it's probably not as bad as the west west side of L.A. or San Francisco, which is much higher. Okay, you yeah. can find pockets of other cities and locations that have that. Yes, yeah. and much higher ratios. And, and you can find less expensive places that live in Orange County as well. Uh, that's right. In the northern side, the, generally speaking, the further you get away from the coastline, the the less expensive it is. That makes sense. Yes, right, and that's why a lot of families here in Southern California, if you don't live in Orange County, you live in the next community over, we call affectionately the Inland Empire. That's correct. For that very reason. Yes. It, you, you, you impact yourself with a commute, but you also get maybe more of a house or more real estate or something for less money or the same amount of money. Uh, that's that's quite true. Um, I live in Irvine and the houses are small. Uh, if I lived in uh, Riverside, I could get a house that maybe you know twice as much the mm-hmm. size. So. Mm-hmm. so, and and with the freeway investment, etc., it's a manageable commute. Although, it's not ideal if you don't have to do it. Um, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I went to Los Angeles. We're off subject, but I drove to Los Angeles last night to go to a concert at the Hollywood Bowl, which is about fifty-seven miles from where I live. But they're hard miles at four thirty in the afternoon. Oh it, yes, it's, absolutely. It's almost uh, a series of of stops you know you, you hit traffic and then it opens up for a little bit and you get excited only to hit another pocket of traffic to open up it's just it's just a series of rush hours all the way from southern orange county to la county uh, that's certainly true yeah and not one that i would want to do on a regular basis uh, i agree with you okay um what do you see what are you working on what's, what's coming up next in the orange county business journal orange county business journal is a weekly newspaper that's right. Right, and each week you're you're covering some story. So here it is Tuesday now, and so your deadline is when 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 you have to have your stories in uh, Thursday. Thursday. So so you got to be working on something interesting. Um, yes, I'm working on a firm, and and that's located near like next to Pimco uh, near Fashion Island. And this firm uh, basically um, advises people where to invest their money, and so they have about seventeen billion dollars. And uh, assets under advisement. Seventeen billion. Yes, yeah, seventeen. Okay, billion. that sounds like a lot. It it, it is a lot. Okay, you know, like and so they're telling they're and they manage these these funds for wealthy families and for um, nonprofit entities and the like. And so mm-hmm. they're giving advice on where to where these people should put their money. And I'm I'm putting together the story right now. One thing that was very interesting to me what he said was. 
uh, you know, there's this whole trend toward passive investments. Yes. You know, put all your money in right. passive investments, low fees and the like. And it, and the fellow I was talking with, he was he was telling me that uh, you know that it's a trend, but it, it doesn't always work. It works for large cap U.S. stocks because that's very hard for a manager to outperform. But managers are really good at, at outperforming in the small cap and particularly in bonds. Okay. Bonds you need you need an active manager without a doubt. So, you know, passive investments good for certain types, but okay. it's not good for everything. So I'll, I'll be uh, express, um, illuminating that in the article. Wow, I look forward to reading that, and that'll be out later this week, Friday, right? Paper uh, it, yeah, it will be out Monday. Monday, okay. It goes to bed Friday. Goes yes. to print Friday. Comes out Monday with its mailing. Okay. Okay, if someone would like to learn more about the Orange County Business Journal, how do they find the paper online? OCBJ.com. Just that simple, huh? It's that simple. All right, Peter. Well, thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of the critical mass community. Earlier, well, actually last month in June, you came and you spoke to my members of the CEO peer groups about the Chapman Report. You were actually there sharing on the economic update. So appreciate having you around the community. It's nice to have a relationship with a professional reporter here in Southern California. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts and our Producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit my company's website, Critical Mass 4, spelled F-O-R, business.com. You can find me on Twitter. I am CEO Peer Groups. You can also find me on Facebook. We have the Critical Mass for Business page. That is also our website, Critical Mass for Business. So that's where you find us on Facebook. I told you how to find me on Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. Very simple. Richard Franzi is our YouTube channel. Videos like the one of the today with Peter, the interview, will be up there. As well as you can uh, send me an email or contact me by just clicking on the contact page on my website at criticalmassforbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 